Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, the... Night is dark and the air is still and the bad guy is cold as ice. Whoa, you roll concentration, it was a critical throw. Oh, I guess you've been blessed by the dice. Now we are blessed one to listen and we hear the whole plan. Make your decision to take down the man. How do you proceed? Oh, I'd love to know. So let's get on. Oh, lead the show. Oh, we are plus one to listen. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Plus One to Listen. My name is Arthur Hannon and uh, I am the Learning DM. T- together we can we can learn about the DM world. Today I have a wonderful host with me, somebody who helped kickstart uh, the, you know, the rebirth of season 1 at uh, episode 3. And uh, I have DM Scotty with me, ladies and gentlemen. Hey guys, hey. How Great are you Great to today? be here. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah, it was nice to have you back. And we, I, we said, even I think the, the end of the last episode, that it was it, we wanted you back. So, yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, um, sorry, carry on. Oh, I just to say, I love being here. Oh, it's a good show. I mean, it's like I didn't see it going where it's gone, but uh, I, I joke a lot about the dreaded ten. But really, in, in, in all honesty, then you know we've we nearly got there, and I got a good idea for next episode—a really juicy idea. I think people are going to like it. So, oh, um, nice, nice. And it's testing the waters for the abilities of season two. Um, so yeah, um, maybe some permanent invites going out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we'll see. Cool. Um, mm. uh, so today I wanted to talk about um, one shots. And the reason I wanted to talk about one shots is I tried to conduct one yesterday and uh, we had a great time. It was really fun. Um, but it didn't quite move as fast as I wanted. And I set a lot of seeds. Um, you know, my, my thinking was, right, one shot, set a ton of seeds and just let it go nuts and then grab onto the one they like the most and just drive them towards it with like caving tunnels and things, but I didn't know if that's how it worked. I mean, this completely random approach. Um, what was your first one shot? Do you remember? Um, you know, I haven't run too many one shots, but I have it, it, it. You're right. It can be tricky trying to get, um, everything into one, you know, one game, uh, you know, like wrap it up with a nice little bow. That can be really, that can be really difficult since RPGs are so open ended. You know, it's it's uh, it can be tricky, but you know, uh, it can be done. And um, yeah, I, I would just say that uh, you know, you want to try to have a, a good course. I think set for the players mm-hmm. that they can kind of take. Um, I think you almost kind of need to be a little more railroady in a one shot. 
you know, than you might yeah. normally be in your games. See, just so you can get things moving. Or if things aren't moving, you really need to take the initiative and get them moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it's not, even if, if even if you don't like the idea of railroady, you can kind of get things moving. You know. Uh, you know, do a little exposition. Okay, blah blah blah. The, 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 you did this. Now you're now you're here. You know, or uh-huh. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just to get it going. You know. Yeah, exactly. I've been, I've, I think I've played in more one shots than I've actually GM myself, and that's one thing I've kind of noticed that they kind of, you know, get the they get the ball rolling if it's if it seems to be kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I w- w- when we started yesterday, and I will tell my players not to listen to this episode so I can be open. Um. You know, I, I just briefly, I want, I did a mister, a murder mystery horror, a murder mystery horror kind of thing, like a Frankenstein kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah. Oh, it's 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 become fascinating <clears throat> and deep. Yeah. Um, also, people have just been sucked in. I'm just gonna move my mic up a bit. Sucked in that just weren't involved before, um, which is just fascinating. So. Um, so we started the game, and I placed the players on the bluff. I said, you know, you're on the bluff above the town, um, and, you know, a low mist creeps over the town. And we, you know, at this point, I'm also introducing my girlfriend to role-playing for the first time. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's. how can we get this going? So I'm like, Sam, and his character's name is Sir. He's kind of the guy that they're like, oh, I'm going to have a funny name and uh, I'm just going to kill everything um, and comment on the inappropriate size of your pillars. God damn if you comment. <laughs> DM Scotty, if you commented on those pillars one more goddamn time. <laughs> one more goddamn time. <laughs> you know, that other English guy, and there's a thing on your um, thing today. Someone was like, oh, he kind of goes for naturalism. I don't go for naturalism. I don't do it. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, so I was introducing, and I was like, okay, so why don't you do a spot check for me? Um, and then I was like, trying to, I was like, anyone want to draw a map of what they see? And then that was a really good chance to introduce metagaming, because she heard me say what to say, and then she was like, oh, so there's three streets. And I was like, you don't know that. And she was like, well, and I was like, okay, you don't know that. Um, <laughs> so I, I covered a lot in the first, first roll, really, which is good. And you can if you approach it right. Mm-hmm. Um... So they had this idea of the town and stuff, and they went in, and they went looking for the tavern, and I thought, okay, the tavern, that's cool, okay, I guess I, I expected that, I have the tavern tile. Um, I threw a drunk old man at them, like a crazy old man, who was like screaming things about the first murder of the town. Um, in retrospect, my girlfriend told me that it was all a bit freaky and scary. She said, like, she didn't expect it to be so weird. Like, she was like, oh, and you, she was like, you, you did that thing that he did with his arms. Because, like, at one point I said, oh, and he kind of goes like, like that with you. And, 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 and she was, like, you know, away from you. And, and she was a bit freaked out. And, um, and I thought, that's cool. Because I didn't think I could do horror DMing. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's, that's cool that she had that reaction. Yeah, Very she cool. was like, she was weirded out. Because, like, you know, they were basically playing two young detectives set out from the agency. Uh-huh. And uh, called to this town. And so, yeah, he starts murmuring about the first murder. Now, they pick up when they go into the tavern. <laughs> this is her next, like, learning point. <laughs> she, goes, <laughs> she says, she walks right up to the barmaid. <laughs> and she says, so that the first murder was Alpha Foreney. And she goes up and she says, like, what do you know about Alpha Foreney? And the waitress just... <laughs> just runs out of the tavern. The guy at the bar is just like, 
what the fuck did you do that for? Now she's going to be gone for hours. Like, and, um, and, and, she, and, I, and Jordan's like, what just happened? And I'm like, you can't just, you got, I was like, you've got to be a little bit tactful. I was like, just think once about what you're going to say or do, because otherwise you're just going to do stuff and you'll don't really think about the consequence. So like, I guess like when you're approaching this, is there a way to kind of get all this out the way quickly? Like with a training mission or like a very quick encounter or, or is the tavern the great place to learn these things? What do you think? Oh yeah. Um, you, you know, it's, uh, it, it can be tricky with the one shot cause you really don't have a lot of time. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it could be good just to, just to set it up, you know, just to kind of, uh, set it up, uh, paraphrase it almost like, you know, say, you know, instead of actually role playing at that, that encounter, uh, maybe if it's like an exposition encounter, because really you're just trying to get them into the adventure, right? So it, yeah. it's cool that they encounter this person, but you could say, you know, you meet this old man and, you know, he's gestulating wildly and, and saying these crazy things, say a few things that he says, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you go into the inn and, um, you're, you know, uh, people are looking at you, you know, you're, you're outsiders and, um, you, you know, uh, you know, nobody wants to talk about the murder and that kind of thing. So you could kind of set them up, you know, without going through the whole role play mm. where you might, where you might do that in a regular game, but in a one shot, you might want to kind of just get it going, you know, just throw them into the, set them up and then throw them in, you know? So uh, try not to give them too many chances to grab, grab them by the collar. Cause, cause you know, yeah. most players are like, you're a crazy guy. What do you know? What do you know? And it's like, right, 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 right. Yeah. So you could spend ten minutes on that. When he doesn't know anything else, he's just crazy. Squeezing, squeezing a stone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's squeezing a stone. So, um, you know, you got to kind of. I think you got to kind of pick those moments and then maybe do exposition or that kind of thing to just kind of um, get the game, just to get the game moving. Or if it starts to bog down into that, you know, take hold of that and throw in the exposition and then say, well, this happened and this, and then now you're, you, you've left or you're, you moved on or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, stuff you might not normally do in a RP situation, you might want to let it play out. But, uh, when you have a limited amount of time and it's a one shot, yeah, you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to do those things. You may even have to take encounters out like encounters you had set up. Um, some no. encounters might, it's always good to have extra encounters because some might go short, but then if, yeah. if something goes long and it turns into something and you want to use it as a GM, God. then you might, yeah, you might take something, you might have to take yeah. other stuff out and just kind of squeeze the middle, you know, mm-hmm. rip that middle part out and kind of squeeze it together and make it, you know, make it work. So, mm-hmm. um, cause you really, for a one shot, you don't want to leave them, you don't want to leave them hanging on a one shot, right? You want to yeah. have some kind of satisfying conclusion the one shot and so that can the be thing, very tricky the thing with the whole like leaving them hanging and like how much do you give them how much don't you give them uh, it, i for me with the one shot the big question is dm satisfaction my girlfriend asked me what what do you get from it what did you get from it today and i was like you know every time i grabbed my cue cards and i got damn excited and started going yes 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 uh-huh. <laughs> she was like what did that mean i was like that meant i like would would have come up with a link that I didn't think of that was so obvious. And she's like, but then when, but now I know that that's what you do. I was like, well, then I just won't do it. I was like, but I was just excited today. Um, but like, but at the end of the day, like, do you like, you know, that, that for me was why the game went on so long. Like they, they suspected. So just to briefly explain a little more, they suspected 
So they went into the town, they spoke in the tavern, and they spoke to a few people. I put a few misleading people in the tavern and stuff, and they kind of bought the bait a bit. Jordan, um, kind of, I didn't expect this, but I guess it makes a little sense. It's like, you know, she was mostly interested in the missing children. She was like, she didn't really, oh, hate, yeah. she didn't even, she didn't even listen to the fact that the next person that went was an elder, and the person oh. after that was a um, Tequanian, which is a, just a, basically a passing lizardman. Um, uh-huh. So it's interesting that she was like, what do I know about the children? What can you tell me about the children? Um, to everybody. And the mayor's wife was not a very nice lady. She gave a bit of information at first and then she kind of scuttled off. And really that was just me trying to get her to go off to get the mayor. Um, right, being, right. You know, no one has, a, no one can text anybody, you know? <laughs> hey, right, right. BTW, like, ventures <laughs> at the tavern, come down. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so she brought the mayor back and... In the time that the mayor, in, in that time, they had spoken to someone at the table called Mina, who explained why the waitress was sad because she was related to the to the girl who'd gone, um, and she explained that there'd been problems with race a few years before, which is something I had to put in because my problem player. Um, was like, oh, Forest Wraith, I wonder if the adventure has anything to do with Wraith. Well, I did put a white or two in there, by the way. But, right. like, yeah, it's, oh. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I kind of weaved it in a nice, nice, uh, smile. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and um, so she said that, but it meant that she got even more interested about these children. She also started to build a perception um, about the mayor. Ah. And... Why is the mayor letting this happen? How is this happening under his rule? Blah, blah, blah. So he turns up and they do a perception check and they do a check motive check and blah, 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 blah. And they do all these checks on him, these psychology checks. They just, they, I think they did about six checks on this guy as he's talking. Wow. <laughs> but we were just having fun. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. My, my, it's funny. My girlfriend really likes the mechanical side. So, um, and, uh, my wife too. Yeah. She's the same yeah. way. And, um, it, and to me, it un- 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 unlocks doors for me. And they found that he was just a really lovely guy, just with the most lovely eyes, really just worn, tired kind of looking fella, maybe fallen on some hardship and the rule of the town is taking him down. Um, and they were heartbroken. <laughs> 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 so I fed them the mayor's wife. <laughs> in the house, when they went back to the manor and they were given accommodation, um, I had them go to bed, blah, 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 blah. And then I had footsteps heard. And then I he- had a door heard. And then there was no door where there should be a door. And then they found the door. And then I sent them down this little tunnel, had them, like, go over a tripwire that sent a bell, which was meant to send them back into the house. Uh-huh. And I had a DM's one-shot nightmare. My team split up. Oh, right. And they were, like, adamant. When the yeah. bell went off, they're walking up the tunnel, bling, ding, 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 little bell goes off, footsteps start to scuttle back down the tunnel towards them. My girlfriend, split and run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what a lot of people would actually do, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> detective. Especially if there's a murder running around, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, exactly, a murderer, but, like, some messed up murderer that's going in the night. Right, right, right. Oh, anyway, it all went quickly downhill to there. The last 45 minutes of the game was me just stitching that back together. 
Really. Oh right, right. To try um, to get them back together. And then yeah, and then just and then kind of eventually, I, like we were all a bit tired and all a bit. It was boiling hot in there, and I think at one point, like Sam might have even said, like Jordan, like you've got to come back. she was like why and he was like why why are you stop hiding behind the pillars um Um, but yeah i guess my question in that area then is just what what (laughs) should i have should i have caved the tunnel in uh that would have that could have been a prerogative as a you know a gm um yeah, you could. You definitely could use like some kind of a GM fiat like that just to. Um, you could be a little more heavy-handed where you might not be so heavy-handed before. Uh, in, a, in, in you know, in a, in a game where you had unlimited time, or you had you know, it was a campaign that was going to go on and on. Um, yeah, you could have some. You could have had something. The wall collapse or something, and so they couldn't get out. You know, that kind of thing, or oh, maybe even a, a magical. Was this a magical setting? Um, yeah, well, the story, um, is magically surrounded, yeah. Okay, so you could have had some kind of magical barrier, or something, you know, something, mm-hmm. um, or they, you know, well, or they a- turn around and see a trap, you know, they turn, they're getting ready to run, and they notice something they didn't notice before, mm-hmm. and, you know, basically make it a trap, and if they go past it, they're gonna have to suffer for it, you know, they, you could do stuff like that, if yeah. you didn't want to be... If you didn't want to immediately, you wanted to give them the choice, you know, of whether they're going to run or not. You could say you could say something like, "Oh, you see this trap, and you know it looks like this trigger. And if you step, if you go past here, you look like you're going to trigger it. So what do you want to do? You know, you want to go back? Or Would do you, you not to recommend doing what I did then, in the sense that I say, so do you, you do you think I missed a trick um, when I just had them set off the trigger? Rather than oh. saying, you know, because um, they were creeping, I could have had them uh-huh. spot check, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it ended in a. Um, I mean, they ended up going down the tunnel. She caught up with him, and they went out. Oh no! Actually, it got complex. Yeah. <laughs> um, turns out the woman did. The woman did come back through the tunnel, and she mm-hmm. had a little green gem lighting her way, and a bag of mushrooms, like a basket of mushrooms. And the male detective was all up in the questions. And she was just some crafty sly fox. It's like <laughs> I am giving you no information. And, um, it was it was cool. It was very cool for me. Um, I dodged my way around it, and we role played through it really well. Uh-huh. Um, even to the extent that he followed her at the end, and I thought, well, there's nothing I can do about this. She has to go through her secret door, and they didn't know she had her own, so I went bugger it. All right. She goes to the door. She presses it. She looks back and kind of smiles in like a, a wry way and then walks through the door um and it's almost as if to say like well you can see me doing it i know you can see me like i'm not and he was hiding so i'm not going to pretend i can't see you hiding you know uh, right, right but yeah so he's definitely interested and just confused and like what's going on and they went down the tunnel and there's like a marshland out the back like a marshy swamp which surrounds the back of the town and um there's like a big giant rat's nest um, which I'm going to have lead into the mine from the mine video, which I've never used. Um, and that cool. is going to be where Ark, or Ark and Ray Bolger, who is the uh, town's lumber mill, or was the town's lumberman, sorry. Um, and uh, 
briefly, the town recently got some new equipment, much to his disappointment. He's a big man from the north, and he said he doesn't need it. Um, and, uh, and he fell in because Alpha Forene distracted him, and he fell into the machine, and she screamed and ran away. And when his body parts were not found, the death certificate announced that his body parts were not found, even though everybody was saying they were strewn across the city because the town didn't know what to do. They'd never seen a machine like that before. They knew he was dead. Everyone knew he was dead. So they went, right, "Right, what can we do? Well, we figure a machine like that would throw his parts across the city. So they threw his parts across the city, or like pig parts, while his (laughs) brother loves him dearly and is also interested in dark magic collected up his body parts, sewed him back together with parts of a hog, and implanted in his heart a magical stone that waked him. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now the stone is seeking the previous people who it animated, like previous. So recently it like animated a young woman, it animated an old man, and it animated a Tequanian. So it, seek, it seeked out those people in the town. And, right. Um, and they're going to find him. And it's and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I almost don't want you to finish the adventure. And she said, why? I said, because you're going to cry. Oh. Said, why? I said, because it's just so sad. Oh. Like, the brother who put him back together is called Fred. And that's my brother's name. My oh. name's Arthur and his name's Arkenray. Like, I didn't mean to do that. I just wrote the adventure. It just was like, happened that way. Oh. <laughs> you know? And then, it, and then the whole thing was kind of quite sad. I was like, oh, God, that's really dark. But... But uh, I've also decided that uh, because they because they decided the mayor's wife was important, I decided uh-huh. that uh, she ha- was having a love affair with Arkham Ray that nobody knew about, and now she's visiting the animated Arkham Ray, and she's the only thing that can subdue him. So there's my person who's going to run in when they're having a fight. You know, right, right. Arkham Ray, stop! And you know how much I love that. You know, if the characters latch onto something, you know, make it important, make it something. You know, don't just have it, you know, uh, nothing. Make it something, exactly. you know, some, maybe it wasn't anything, but make it something, you know, that now that they've latched onto it and they're interested in it, uh, it's, that's just always cool when that, you know, they see that, oh, my interest was well-founded, you know. Yep. That. <laughs> see, have you had an event, have you had a one-shot where something, I mean, well, have you had a one-shot that ended up dragging out for a start? Um, it, the last one-shot I ran... Uh, was actually at Halloween, and it was I did the Ravenloft. I did Ravenloft. I had never won run Ravenloft. Oh, sorry, that's vampires, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you know Count uh, Srod and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. you know mimicking you know kind of dra- the Dracula thing, and um, it's that it's a gothic horror, you know, so you want to have it spooky and creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that went really well. That went really well on track. Um, one thing though, I did. I was using um, Dungeon World for that. Are you familiar with the Apocalypse World engine? No. Uh, the the Apocalypse World engine is very interesting. It's a it's a game system that others picked on, like Dungeon World has picked up on it, and there are others that have too. The Dungeon World system is very rules light as far as actual rules. It's really more. A range of a roll. So if you if you roll if you roll a fight, um, you can totally fail, uh, and then something bad will happen from that. You can you can sort of sort of get what you want, but not everything. And then you can do a totally you know great roll and get what, everything you wanted. So uh-huh. 
you really, when you GM that, you really have, there's no rules dictating that. There are certain guidelines, but there's no rules dictating this. So as a GM, you really have to be on your toes, and you really have to kind of craft it to the situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody's um, fighting a, uh, you know, say something large, and they they do a partial success, you know, they might hit the creature, but then they they might get knocked back like 10 feet or something, or, you know, or the creature might grab them, you know. It levels out quite nicely. Yeah, so you could, it's more of a near, it's more of a story-driven uh, uh -huh. kind of mechanic. Um, so that works, that worked really well for the one shot because there's not a lot of rules to look up. There's not a lot of, okay, let me see on my sheet what, what you know, what bonus do I have here? You know, cause that can legitimately takes up time, all that stuff, yeah. you know, and there's, uh, and there's actually no, um, initiative in the game. It's just whoever speaks first goes. And well, that's, that's an interesting one because in our game, my, both, both my players happen to have no initiative bonus. Oh yeah. Um, so it was like. Okay, when we do initiative, I guess we all just roll a d20. But really, like we could just go right to left to right. You know, it does. It makes right. as little difference. Um, it really does make as it really does make little difference. I think it was one of those things. Like when I think back on initiative, and I think back on, you know, previous games I've read and what I imagine it to have been like when they incepted the original Dungeons and Dragons. Like part of me thinks maybe. There's a loophole in the game here where it was like, okay, someone was like, I want to go first. I want to go first. I want to go first. And it was like, fine, okay. Middle-aged men can't make their minds up. Let's just make up a rule for it then because we're going to get in a fight. You know? Like, now, like, things are a bit different. People actually kind of revere initiative a bit. They're like, oh, I don't know if it's that. Like, my player actually made a point. He was like, are we doing initiative or do we even bother because we're playing completely gridless? I was like... Right, right. Um, and then, he, and then when I made the point that the swamp meant you could only move half, he was like, "What does that mean?" I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> Three inches, just do that." You know, right, but, right, right, um, right. And right. the game just moved on. Um, yeah. And you know, yeah. you know, like something like yeah, like the swamp. Something like the swamp might only be important if something's fleeing. You know, if you're if you're both if you're sucking through the mud and that kind of thing or whatever, you know, trying to get through the tall, the tall grass and the rocks and all that. Um, they look so cool. That's not really important. It's more flavor oriented. You know that yeah. stuff's more flavor oriented. But if but if you're in combat or something, and as long as something's coming at you, yeah, that speed really doesn't matter. You're just, you're both slurping up, you know, yeah. to get to the person to try to <laughs> to try to fight. So yeah, that really doesn't make any difference if you can move half speed or whatever. But yeah. if something's fleeing, that can that can use that to its advantage. Say like something that flies or something that can run on the mud or whatever. You know. Um, then that would make a huge difference. And yeah. obviously the creature would probably get away before the guy, before it could get to him. But yeah, so um, yeah, you know, a lot of games. Uh, it depends. You know, Sorry, my, my cleric was throwing flaming stones, so you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, she was like, "Can I set my stones on fire?" I was like, "Well, if you use your miner to douse them in oil, and then yeah, yeah, okay." Um, so sorry, carry on. You're saying it might get away, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, like don't. Um, you know, I think that's another one of my things. Don't obsess over, uh, you know, how long something takes. You know, it, it, unless it may, would make sense that you taking longer would give the other person an advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, and that's the uh, there's obviously the discussion of opportunity attacks. Like a few players came over to look, and mo not so much because of the crafting, although they were quite interested. They came over to look, and I'd be like, "We can have a look, you know." <laughs> um, but mainly because, and it was in like a community hall. We were playing with loads of other gamers and card game players. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's the local thingy. Uh, That's nice. 
Yeah, and I was glad because I, I personally, with my with my anxiety, I was a little worried that you know, oh God, doing doing all the voices I do and stuff in front of everybody. Um, but it turns out I just kind of got into my my zone and we had music on it. Everyone that heard the music was like, um, "Thanks for playing your cool music." It was just like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, really. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it tends to be what I play, and that tends to be what pops up on the random playlists I choose. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so yeah, we talked about priority. And kind of whether or not it is even necessary um, in in this kind of day and age. Um, But also it brings up the topic of of tax of opportunity, um, which is something that, um, you know, in in my game, my birthday game, it came up a lot. Um, And we didn't actually have a lot of combat. The combat didn't come around until the very end. I I could see my one player was itching to kill something. So I set up the forest and I said everything is one and a half foot swamp um these swamp patches are six five to six feet bogs um and what they don't know is there's an interlocking tunnel of bog network um and roots um and the dire rats popped out the swamp um this was actually the best moment of the naivety (laughs) of my new player of my girlfriend like this this dm scotty is just one of those things you know how players just do shit just, yeah, oh yeah. They just, they just, they go into a room and like, I mean, there's that, um, that thing on Facebook, it says, uh, the philosopher, the glass is half empty, the, the psychologist or something, the glass is half full, um, the, the role player, I drink the water, what happened? <laughs> like, I drink the glass, <laughs> right, what happened? Right, right. Um, so they walk into the forest and Jordan goes, I go, right, what do you do, Jordan? She goes, um, is it empty? Is it quiet and stuff? I'm like, yeah, it's like, you can hear a few birds. It's like quite swampy, quite quiet, quite jungly. She goes, I scream. <laughs> Did she give a reason why? No, really? <laughs> I think she wanted to just see if anything was about. Like, she was yeah, just, yeah. it was the end of the game. She was losing her way. She was losing her, like, kind of losing it a bit, like, the energy. And she was just like, I'll just, just get it out of the way. So she just, <laughs> just put it to the air. She just based, for lack of a better term, you know, ah, it's a Um, and uh, <coughs> the other player was standing next to the bog, and there was an attack of opportunity because uh-huh. she screams. And oh! <laughs> the bog wakes up. And, was this the murderer? Was this the murderer? This wasn't. This wasn't sadly, but uh, okay. Up the bog jumps a, a dire rat, um, and just starts attacking him. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> So yeah, in the one shot, uh, that kind of thing. Would you say like the ambush? The ambush is a good thing to use. Uh yeah. I mean, because um, especially if the game starts to bog down. If, if you if you're getting bogged down, you can always throw you can always throw some combat or That's something to get this, get their blood pumping, get the dice rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and ambushes are great. You know, it's it's that's great stuff. Especially if you're doing like a creepy vibe. That's even, you know, that can be really creep. That can be add to the creepiness of it, you know. If there's well, some kind ran, of ambush, you don't. She ran to a boulder. She was uh, like, oh, <laughs> and, like, ran away. <laughs> like in the mud, though, she was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was just like, oh, fuck, get off me, you know. <laughs> God, yeah, well, there's so much to talk about when it comes to one shots, really, and it's been nice chatting. Oh, so, so true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Really, like, if I, like, we've talked about so much, and yeah, I feel like I still am like, oh god, like, one thing I do know is that I, I need to just be less, feel less guilty about railroading during a one shot. 
Right, right. I think you, yeah, you just really gotta, you really gotta be concerned on top of the other DM and GM duties. You really have to think about, uh, conserving time. Mm. Um, you know, and, and if you need to cut stuff, you know, uh, you know, don't, don't be afraid to cut it, you know, and make some other connection. So if you lose something that maybe was important to the story, you can have them, you know, quickly find something or, you know, add something quickly that would get the story going, but wouldn't take, you know, mm-hmm. if you only got, an hour left, and you think that's going to take forty-five minutes? You know, yeah. you don't want to. You know, what I'm saying so. Yeah, it's really about time management. I think is the that's a high priority, more high priority than it normally would be for a DM. I mean, I know DMs have to worry about time management, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So uh, I think that's uh, that's really top of the list. That's just something else you have to worry about. With yeah, I mean, it seems to me, <laughs> it seems to me to be. Um, just the most prominent thing to remember. Um, yeah, just at least don't to take get away too bogged down. Don't 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 get. You don't want to not role play, but don't get too bogged down. And if you can do some exposition, mm. it's not bad to do it. You know, just to get so by exposition, things just going. you know, everywhere you go, just setting up. Um, yeah, yeah, just set it up, or even like yeah. an, a quick encounter with the, the old crazy guy at the beginning. Yeah, you know, describe was- the encounter. You know, and um, and maybe ask them after you describe it. How they reacted to it. Yeah. So they're not they're not really role playing in real time. They're just saying how what their reaction was. So you're getting the detail mm-hmm. of them what their reaction was, mm-hmm. but you're not sitting there role playing out the whole thing. Uh huh. And yeah. and the other big thing then that comes up as well with one shots is something that's um, kind of unavoidable in so many instances, um, especially in conventions, is that new player, um, somebody who you don't yes. know. Um, you know, you you can't account. I, I, there was no, no way I could account for her walking into um, a 200-foot wooded area and just going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> right. What the hell? Like, I could have never planned that. If the, bad, if, if the killer had been there, he would have just, like, bolted at them, you know? Um, right, right. And as a GM, I find it hard personally to make those sacrifices with the story. Um, so that's something that I really should nail down. Um, a way to do that maybe would be to just not be as connected to it in the first place, maybe? I think so. I, al- I always try to make the story as flexible as possible, mm. um, depending on, on the PC's actions. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, work so. with an endpoint, but... But just rather, but drive them to that endpoint. But you know, use every opportunity to, to move them there, as opposed to set right. up opportunities to have them react to then move them there. Like, right. Use your, your use your GM bag of tricks to you know. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to save time. Yeah. <laughs> there was one moment actually when um, she was investigating. Jordan was investigating the, the death certificates. It was quite clever actually. Like, um, Sarah was off running around, um, and she was like, "Well, I'm going to go to the." mayor's office and just start rifling through his stuff and uh-huh. i was like okay so she went and she found a death certificate and as i said the lumber mill the 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 rumor was that the body parts were thrown across the town um but this old lumber machine would have never been able to do that and she read the death certificate and it just says plainly in big letters um you know um reason of death um accidental fell into the machine um cause of death unknown um like uh, no body parts found and right. she right. just and, and the look on her face it was beautiful it was like she, she, <laughs> she kind of like dropped her jaw and then her eyes slowly moved towards me almost like 
Arthur better still be sitting there and not a ghost. You know, like <laughs> it was right, right, right. Was that one of those moments where I then grabbed that and I and I used that to drive? It oh yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, it, 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 one of the joys of DMing or GMing can really be seeing the reaction of new players. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they because they don't. More yeah, they don't necessarily know all the tropes. They don't know how it works, really. You know, and they're learning and having their reactions and what they do is can be very interesting. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like it's like the childhood thing when you have when you have children. You know, people say, "Oh, it, you know, it brought me back to the play." You know, the play aspect of my life. People grow up and they they put us they tend to put aside their play side of themselves and. When they have children, a lot of people say, oh, this reminds me how much I like to play. Yeah. You know, everybody should play, and that's exactly what role-playing is. You yeah. are playing, and, you know, everybody needs it, and it's just so fun. I do agree with you, and I know people like that, but it just breaks my heart you saying that as well, dear Scotty. <laughs> the fact that anybody <laughs> would, like, oh, God. Like, I think I've played about eight times today. Like, here's an example. Like, and that, that, that is PG, ladies and gentlemen. Don't misconstrue that. I just bought... Um, a recorder, and I've spent about an hour collaborate like over throughout the day, um, playing this. Do you want to hear my 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 tune I've been learning? I sure do. Yes, please. You're gonna laugh which one I've chosen to learn for my first ever recorder song. <laughs> this is about three hours of practice. <laughs> Get it right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's liberating. It I feel, is liberating. I feel like, well, I've wanted to do that since 1999. So there you go. You can do, you can, you can succeed your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> However small. Uh, well, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you very much, DM Scotty. Oh, so glad to be here. Always. It's good fun. And uh, we'll get this one out today. So uh, if we can. Because that's uh, we are we are two days late, I believe. <laughs> and I just want to say, everybody, make sure you listen to the, the other episodes. There's some really great material in there, and uh, so do yourself a favor, listen to the uh, plus ones with Arthur, and get some great ideas, uh, great tips. They're also really funny. I mean, some of them are very mechanic, uh, technical, but like if you take um, Nathan Likes episode, the MG's episode, your episodes, I mean, the majority they're just they're just. Um, comical so yeah <laughs> oh we have a lot of fun yeah, hey you gotta have fun three minutes to do battle sounds <laughs> what it's about you know exactly yeah <laughs> oh wonderful well um next week i hope to have a special episode ladies and gentlemen episode 10 we're going to call that um the tip top of season one and then we're going to dive into season two and start to get a little bit more specific with things um you know i'm excited to um start to be able to go right what do i want to talk about um and then just be like really specific I'm feeling that the episodes will probably become shorter and more often because of that. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So, um, exciting stuff. Uh, hopefully next episode, we will have a plethora of guests, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the plan. And, uh, we'll see how that goes. If, if today's recording experiences were anything to go by, um, then it's a bit of an ambitious plan. But hey, if you don't have technical problems, you don't. <laughs> I think every show we've done a Crafter Tavern. Oh, <laughs> I said some technical issue. There, there was an episode, the quest for the technical issues, or quest for yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again, man. And uh, check out DM Scotty on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. 
with the DMs craft and uh, you know I wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for DM Scotty a lot of people wouldn't be crafting at all if it wasn't for you bud so uh, I, thank you for must, the kind words I can I imagine really overwhelming it. you a lot <laughs> 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 the amount of people it's crazy um, <laughs> have fun gaming and have fun crafting fantastic well have a lovely week ladies and gentlemen and I am Arthur Hannon this has been episode 9 of Plus One to Listen thank you for listening Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do I have to say? yes you do in the car before my kids PTA meeting really? yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.